podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast. Bringing you the latest NFL news and insights from the perspectives of two diehard fans. Join your hosts, Grayson Jenkins and John Hammerly, as they dive deep into the world of football. Along with a special focus on the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some football talk with Jenks and the Hammer. Here we go, here we go! Good morning, everyone. It is officially draft day. And is feels, like Chris- feels like Christmas. Sorry. Feels like Christmas. Um, today we got a good episode for you guys. We're going to be breaking down the Rodgers trade, of course, that finally took place. Um, the winners, losers of that trade. And then we're going to be getting right into the Jenks and the Hammer uh, 1.0 mock draft. So let's get right into it. And the first thing we got to jump right into is the Aaron Rodgers trade. Traded to the New York Jets. It's official. It's crazy. Like, you knew it was going to come, but for it actually to happen, for you to see Aaron, you know, wearing that Jets polo at the press conference, sitting up there with the coaches and the organization, smiles, holding up the jersey, number eight. It's crazy. It's tough. It's It's a tough feeling. Um had to happen. It was a bad time. Um, the relationship was getting unhealthy, but it does kind of break your heart a little mm-hmm. bit as a diehard Packer fan who you know grew up watching them play. But yeah, let's get into the trade though. Um, so here's the trade: the Packers and the Jets swapped first round picks. Green Bay had 15, Jets had 13. They swap. Packers have 13, Jets have 15. Green Bay also got a second round pick. They also received a six-round pick, and they have an unconditional second-round pick next year that can be a first if Aaron Rodgers plays sixty-five percent of of the snaps next year for the Jets. Which, I mean, let's be let's be real. So if he doesn't get injured, because so. we know he's not going to get benched, if he doesn't get yeah. injured, Green Bay gets a first. The Jets get Aaron, of course. They get. Number 15th overall, like I said, because th- they swap and they get a fifth round pick in this year's draft. Um, the another big part of this trade was the contract, which is pretty mm-hmm. big. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I'm not a nerd. I don't know the full numbers and everything, but from what I know is Green Bay's got to pay, pay about – Aaron's going to be on the books this year for, for the Packers for about $40 million. And then after that, like in 2024, he's off the books. Like, they're free. Yeah. Which is awesome because he was guaranteed a lot more, you know, these like next two years and everything. So the Jets are going to take – Jets are going to have to pay him about $15 million a year this year. And then, you know, they're going to take on whatever is left to that next year. So that's an awesome situation for the Packers to just like be done with it by next year, you know. We thought it was going to get dragged out longer, but – for him to be off the books in 2024 is huge. Um, the weird, th- I mean, the weird thing was that swap, the first round swap. It just kind of seemed like it seemed so art like unnecessary. Not really. You know, both, I not mean, really. It doesn't because help you know what? The, Green Bay. I mean, the Jets were going to hold on to that. If he's gone, it's same thing. It's not a, yeah, but it's not about JSN. It's just the same thing. Like if you can move up, you're going to move up for free. 
And the Packers yeah. kind of knew that because they were like, the Jets weren't giving up that first round pick. They weren't. But like, yeah, all right, that was so. We're going to move up a little bit, too, and yeah. you and you guys can have the fifteenth. You know, so, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good trade for the Packers, though. It's good. Like, let's be real. Like yeah. a lot of people if are saying, want well, and if they want to trade, trade back, yeah, and if they want to trade back, it just means more value they get in return, right? You're going to get yeah. more from pick thirteen than you are from fifteen. Yeah, but, at this point with Aaron Rodgers, you were he was leaving it away. Like, but you got the something. trade. Honestly, in my opinion, I think it's a win-win. Truly, yeah. From the let's start from the Jet side. From the Jet side, you're getting Aaron Rodgers. This is the greatest player to ever put on a Jets uniform. You know what I mean? Forever, this is the greatest player to ever come to your franchise, right? I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, one of the best ever, top five all time, right? You get him. What does that mean? A Super Bowl window opens. Is it going to be a year? Is it going to be two? Is it going to be three? I don't know. But guess yeah, what? He said, you, have a ch- you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Dedicated. Yeah, and I mean, he said he said today in the presser he's going to be here more than a year at least. So, but yeah. if I if I, think, I had to guess two, yeah, I guess two years because I, I just don't see him play, especially if they don't make the Super Bowl in either of those years. I don't see him like deciding to suit up for that third season. Especially, he's going to be pretty old. Like, let's be, mm-hmm. be honest, he's going to be pretty old. Yeah, he's he's already getting up there and you can see the grays and the, and the presser and everything like that. He, he's getting old, but like he looked pretty this guy, good. He... All right. Look pretty Stop. good. All right. Hold on. Let's get right back into it though. The Jets, <laughs> they get Aaron. Um, Like we said, you know, they, they get, they get Aaron F and Rogers. I mean, they don't get better than that. Solid. Yeah. So with that, a Super Bowl window opens with that, the trade like it works out for the Jets because when you really look at it, they're really just giving up basically a first round pick for Rodgers. The swap doesn't factor in that much. You're just moving back two spots. You still get to keep that pick this year. We know they had two second round picks this year because of the Elijah Moore trade. So you're giving mm-hmm. one away. You still have one. So it's not like you're, you know what I mean? It's not like you lost one. It's not like you're not picking in the second round. And then next year, yeah, I mean, you're going to lose a first rounder, but. I think any team would lose a first rounder, a next year first rounder for a Super Bowl window for yeah. one year, maybe two with Aaron Rodgers, right? And, yeah, and that's a no brainer. And you compare it to the Broncos deal, like yeah, for Russell close. Wilson, like that's a steal for Aaron Rodgers. For the Jets, but like the Packers are also getting a good trade in return. So, I mean, all around, like you said, it's a win win for both teams. Absolutely. And now let's go to the Packers side quick. The Packers. Okay, so let's just picture this. Your 39-year-old QB said he was 90%, 90% sure he was going to retire. He said that, walking walking off Lambeau Field. Then he said, like, I'm done playing for the Packers. On Pat McAfee's show. Like, he said that. I'm not playing for the Packers. So then after that, like, just, I'll play for anyone else, not the Packers. I'm just, I'm, I'm done, right? So then after that, you would think the leverage is on the Jets' side, right? I mean, he doesn't even want to be there. Like, there's no – right? Yeah. So listen to this, Packer – like, Packer fans, like, that – at 39 years old, for someone who doesn't want to play, who was very close to retiring, you got to move up two spots in the first round, you got a second-round pick, 
and you get a first-round pick next year. Brian Gutenkins, you have outdone yourself. Outdone yourself. Like, that's an awesome trade for Green Bay. Like, you get these picks to build around Jordan Love. You're excited about Jordan Love, a first-round talent that you got three years ago that you believe in. Three years on the bench, learning the scheme system, learning behind one of the greatest of all time. How are you not exciting? Like, excited about that. With these yeah, picks, yeah. you got him. You have a good roster, as you know. Like, it, it's exciting. And, I mean, so to to get that in return from, you know, to get that in return from, like, that situation you win is huge. Huge. And then let's factor in the money. Like, I think to, like, you, you're going to give it 40 mil. All right. But what is this year for Green Bay, right? We know it's not a Super Bowl year, like, window for Green Bay, right? It's only 40 mil. And then next year you're done with them, like totally off yeah. the cap. Like I think, I think Green Bay killed it, slammed it out of the park. Like what they got in return was awesome. Awesome. So both sides did good. I mean, you know, in my opinion, the Packers, but I mean, hey, you're the Jets. You give them up for, you're giving up a first rounder for Aaron Rodgers. So it's not that bad. But yeah, last so. thing I want to do. Before we get into the mock draft, I got to give just a tribute to Rodgers. Give it to him. Give it to him. Um, Aaron is so special to me. <laughs> like, no, no, no don't it. laugh. I get it. Trust me. With Drew, like, it's the same. Elliot, I mean, he didn't go to a different team, but, like, it's the yeah. same thing. It's such yeah. a bittersweet so, thing. Aaron's my man. He's... He's the man. He, he's the goat. He's my goat forever. Um, such a privilege to grow up like with him, like you know, watching him just de- not not even develop because he was just always a superstar. But yeah, develop, grow into the person he is, the superstar, the football player he is. Um, to watch that every year, like growing up, he made me fall in love with the game. He made me fall in love with the Packers. Um, I can't describe the feeling I had every Sunday morning waking up knowing that I get to watch this guy go ball out. You know what I mean? For two Trust hours. Trust me, I'll, I can describe it. Guys, I was his roommate, this guy, every single Sunday. Get like get special. up. Get all out, Packers socks, all Packers out. pants, Packers jersey, everything. This guy would pace around the floor. He wouldn't sit down for the games. He couldn't sit down, pace on the floor, so. punch the wall a couple times during the Cardinals-Packers game. You know, Woke, woke up a couple uh, people down the hall, but John's a, a loyal fan through and through for Rogers. So, yeah, but just the excitement you brought brought to me, you brought to the, my house, like me and my mom staying up. My mom would stay up with the games with me just to watch me because I was on, I was on watch at every game. You know what I mean? But yeah. staying up those Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night games, the memories, the plays, like amazing, and um. I just, you know, smile that it happened. Don't be sad because it's over, but, like, smile that it happened. And I'm so thankful to have you as my QB for so many years, not having to worry about, ooh, like all these Giants and Jets fans and all these go, ooh, I need a franchise QB. No, I had mine growing up, and um, it was so special to watch. Um, And I can't wait to see. I can't, yeah. I mean, I'm excited about the new era, but it's tough. Um, I wish you the best in New York. 
I don't want you to win the Super Bowl. I feel like. Yeah, here's the question. Win, would you cheer for nah, him nah, if nah. he made the Super Bowl? That's the question. If he made it, yeah, but I don't think he will. Um, but there's, I could go on and on about him, for real. But um, special, special player. Brought me hope, so many just amazing memories. Amazing memories. So thank you, Aaron. You're the man. Good luck in New York. And I'll see you in Canton, Ohio, because I'm definitely making that trip when you are a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm coming for that weekend, watching your speech and um, watching you get in that gold jacket. And, uh, yeah, I love you. You're the GOAT. And uh, see you soon, buddy. See you soon. Touching, John. Touching. All right, guys, jumping into a more exciting segment. I know that last one was a little bit sad, a little bit depressing. It was exciting. But, but, you know, it was needed. John needed to get it off his chest. Last time wearing an Aaron Rodgers jersey, he's got to get that out to Aaron Rodgers. But going on to something more exciting, we got the draft tonight. Everyone's hype. Uh, I'll be watching Kevin Costner and the Browns just dominate the draft in a couple hours. Um, draft tradition, you know, I think John does it too. I think everyone does it. Who cares if it's a great movie or not? Um, gotta watch John, it. Gotta Panthers. watch it on draft day. You, you gotta. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. A lot it's of people say, "Oh, it's not that good. Not realistic." I don't care. Bo Callahan's not my quarterback, and that's what matters. All right, John. Panthers are on the clock. Who you got? Dun, 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 dun. Um, this is an easy one. Bryce Young, QB, it's, Alabama. It's too easy. It's a lock. I mean, he's a lock. I mean, we don't even have to talk about it, do we? Yeah. N- nothing else to say. Nothing else to say. All right. And number two. Clock. Houston's on the clock. Go for it. Yeah, number two. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of discussions, a lot of smoke screens, but I don't think it's going to affect this draft pick. At number two, Houston Texans is just going to still going to take C.J. Stroud. Uh, they're going to get themselves a great quarterback for their franchise for the future. I think I think he's going to pan out. I think he's the most NFL ready right off the bat, um, except for that test score. It's a little bit off putting, but we'll see if he uh, we'll see if he pans out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, on the clock, number three, Arizona. Um, this is definitely a spot to trade down if you're Arizona. Um, they've been in trade talks, I know, with a number of teams, but if they stay where they are, I like Will Anderson, Edge from Alabama. Um, seems like the clear cut, you know, defense, a uh, safe pick. Arizona, you know, gets a piece for that defensive line because they lost a bunch of those guys um, this offseason. Yeah, and then at number four, this one, it's an interesting, uh, this one's really a coin flip. I think this is like the most unsure pick out of the top five. You know, the Colts could take here available there. They got Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. They could trade up. They could trade down. Who, who knows really what the Colts are going to do? This is really unsure. But we got them taking Will Levis at number four. Um, we think it's a great, great fit. He'd be able to develop behind Gardner Minshew, who's also kind of like a, he's kind of a gunslinger himself a little bit. Um, so great, great guy for, Will love us to develop behind. I think it's a great pick. Yeah. It's an interesting one, right? I mean, I don't like Will Levis. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's gonna pan out. I don't think it's gonna be that great. <clears throat> but I mean I I think a lot of people think he can fall in this draft, which is definitely mm-hmm. possible. But I don't know. I, I've been hearing that, you know, we've been hearing that the Colts kinda like him. I think the Manning family like him, likes him, you know, Peyton with the Colts, uh, you know. I don't know, but yeah, we got Will Levis going at four. Number five, 
Um, this one kind of seems like an easy pick to me. I know, I know me and Jenks kind of went back and forth with it, but number five, we got the Seahawks taking Jalen Carter. Um, best defensive prospect. You know, maybe not yeah, the safest, he's... but definitely the best. Seattle needs that defensive line help. And, yeah. you know, he falls a little bit. Only question about him isn't even on the football field. So I think they'll yeah. be able to handle that situation. He'll mature with age. Um, I think that situation is going to handle itself. So great pick for the Seahawks. And number six, Lions need help on defense. They got a great offense already. They got, uh, well, Jameson Williams just got suspended for six games. Um, but they do still have Amon Ra. They got Jared Goff. They got a great team already. Uh, at number six, we got him taking Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. Great corner for him. Great, great physicality. Able to play the ball. Great corner all around. Yeah. Yep. And then at number seven, you know, the Raiders see what the Lions are building over there, and they're like, they got a corner. We got to get a corner. Um, love this spot for him. I think it's really – I think both these guys go top ten like we said, so – at number seven, the Raiders are going to go Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Um, probably, I think he's the best cover corner. And I love his size com- to um, compared to Devon Witherspoon. But Witherspoon's got the physicality that t- Detroit loves. So Yeah. Yeah, Dan Campbell biting kneecaps. He's yeah. got that, that for him. At number eight, we're going to take, for the Falcons, we're going to take Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Great edge for him. Uh, I'm a Saints fan, so I, I don't want to be a, a fan of the pick. I think it's an all right pick, but I don't think he's going to be that great for him. I think uh, Ryan Ramchick and Trevor Penning are going to be able to handle him, so I'm not worried. I think he's an awesome pick. Um, he's a freak. He's like 6'7 and like 270. He can play inside, outside. He's awesome. I know there was talks about maybe Houston taking him at two, right, if they decide yeah. to maybe not go QB and they want to go um, edge. Instead of Will Anderson, a guy who's maybe more versatile, maybe more upside, I don't know. But um, Tyree Wilson is a name to watch out for, and that's a great pick for Atlanta at eight. Number nine, the Bears take Peter Skoronsky, tackle, Northwestern. Um, I think it's an easy pick for Chicago. I think you look at that offensive line, and you know I think he is he's the best offensive lineman in his draft, but... I think the yeah, versatility too. Yeah. I think the versatility too is such a big attraction for teams, right? Because a lot of scouts say, "Hey, this guy could be a Pro Bowl guard and just like an average tackle." Um, sounds pretty good to me. I think a lot of teams would take an average tackle all day, right? So to yeah. have that flexibility, like, hey, I'm a Packer fan. Elton Jenkins, do plays guard, tackle, center. Does it all. Those guys are so valuable for another guy goes down. Injury, you can just plug him yeah, in right there. In, yeah. But I, I like Peter at number nine. I mean, I it's think too it makes sense. It's pass up on for the Bears, yeah. Yeah, it's just the need. You know, the big edges kind of went already, you know? Yeah. So number nine, it just seems like a safe, smart pick. Yeah. Um, at number 10, um, I'm sorry, fellow NFC teams. The Saints kind of messed up this trade. It kind of sucked if we traded a first-round pick. So Eagles have number 10. Um, we got him taking Bijan Robinson out of uh, Texas, which is going to be a scary, scary, scary offense for the NFC to face. Jalen Hurts, Bijan Robinson in there. Um, that run game with a great O-line still is going to be really hard to stop. And uh, I'm interested to see what they if they take him. We do also have 
the possibility to take uh, Paris Campbell or not Paris Campbell, Paris Johnson. Um, that was one of the spots that they're possibly thinking, but uh, we think B. John Robinson is too hard to pass up on. Yeah, we looked at this pick too, and we're like, you know, a lot of these teams too, like they're not really drafting for need. They're drafting for like the best prospect on the mm-hmm. board, right? The most talented because, hey, look at these teams. Like, you know, I know a couple of these teams made trades into the top 10 and set them, set them up pretty nicely. But like, you know, a lot of these teams are not very good, right? So they're going to take the best player on the board, the most talented. And when you look at Philly, Philly's in that eight, the defending NFC champions, you know, they're in just win-now mode. So you draft for need. If you're in win-now mode, you're going to draft for need. They need a running back. You know, maybe you don't like drafting running back around one. I don't think Philly cares. And I think they take him before anyone else can get to him. Yeah. And then number 11, we kind of have a surprise. I feel like this is like a Titans pick. Um, I think they look into the combine and they're like, whoa, this dude is a freak. Look at this upside. Number 11, we got the Tennessee Titans taking Nolan Smith, Edge from Georgia. Um, he's a little on the you know, smaller side. Not really versatile. Versatile, you know, he's not gonna play inside, he's not gonna, you know, it's just outside. But you could play linebacker too, though, you could be like an outside linebacker type guy, but yeah, outside, but he's not yeah, playing inside. But yeah, you know, no, I think this is just, guy. I think this, like, I think Nolan Smith is kind of like the surprise of the draft. Like, it's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. to see where he goes. Like, I think he's gonna go a lot higher than people expect. Like, we have him going here at number 11, but. He had an awesome combine, and I think it's part of the reason why he's going to be drafted this high because of that speed at outside backer. But Tennessee, you're in a weird stage, kind of rebuilding. Um, can't go wrong with a young pass rusher. So, Yeah. Um, at number 12, uh, we got JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba, going to the Houston Texans, um, pairing with his old college quarterback, not even old, same year, uh, C.J. Stroud. It's too good of a pairing to miss up on, miss on for the uh, Texans. You know, this is a team, new head coach in the Nico Ryans, uh, rebuilding the franchise. It's just a too good of a pick. Um, I think it'll help help their franchise rebuild and also uh, build a dynamic duo to build upon for years to come. Yeah. So I love Jason. I hope he has a Green Bay Packer tomorrow night. So yeah, I can see you get, pick for you. So I can see you guys Monday morning going nuts. Um I love him. I want him to be a Packer. And I think he could. I think he's there at 13. I think the Packers take him. It's a no-brainer. I like the, I like the, you know, the value. I like the spot in the draft, the need, the player. You know, it's just all aligns. I think it's a good pick at 13. And you know what? I mean, could Houston take him to go pair up with CJ? Yeah. Um, could Houston, like, my thing about Houston, though, is like, I think they could take a defensive player, a defensive edge rusher, or maybe someone that falls. Like, look at their coach. You know what I mean? D'Amico Ryans, he's a defensive-minded head coach. And you have two picks in the top 12. You got to think one of them is going to be on, you know, on defense, and especially on the defensive line. So I think you got to watch out for that. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, but maybe they want to pair them up together. I don't know. Maybe they go – a edge rusher at two and then JSN at 12. I don't know. Maybe. But if JSN is there at 13, he better be a Packer. Um, But if he's not, I like Dalton Kincaid. 
um, from Utah. I think he's like, like honestly, I love JSN. It's tough. I think he's a better pass catcher. Don't get good. He's a bigger. He could be a he's a bigger Kelsey target. He makes better, you know, mm-hmm. spec catches than JSN. You know what I mean? Like he is. Um, he's he's awesome. He's very athletic. I looked at a number of you know sites, PFF, NFL.com. A lot of you know, a lot of people have him as a top ten prospect, which I can see after watching his film. He's an athletic freak, um, big target, makes all the catches. I think his blocking is underrated. His blocking is a little better better than people think mm-hmm. that he can get away with. Um, but I like him a lot. At 13, I wouldn't mind it. I think I think Green Bay could trade back to like 17 or you know in the late teens or early 20s and get it get him. I don't think they have to take him at 13, but if Jason's not there and we end up with Dalton, I'm totally fine with that and happy and I think Packer fans should be and Jordan Love should be. Yeah, and I, just to alleviate any like Packers fans worries that like John's taking them way too early. We did go into this draft thinking no trades. We're not going to do trades because it's going to be a, a lot more complicated. So this could be a little bit high for the Packers. JSN's not there. They might trade out. Uh, I know John's thinking that. So just to alleviate any but, worries, but, uh, no yeah, trades. But who knows? Maybe they go tackle. Maybe they go edge. You know, so we'll see. Yeah, a lot of picks. Maybe a surprise one too. I'm just going to leave it out there. Packers need a safety. If they really like this guy and Brian Branch, I could see him trending back into like the mid twenties and taking him. But yeah, as a nickel. We'll see. Yeah, nickel form. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, 14. We got Paris Johnson Jr. going to the Patriots. Uh, we think this is a great fit. Bill Belichick loves, he's more like a fundamentals team. Like that's what they are. Like they want a solid line, solid running back, solid quarterback, solid everything. And so this is one of those holes that could be solidified just a little bit more. Uh, left tackle, Paris Johnson Jr., welcome to the team. Yeah. At number 15, um, Jets go right back to tackle. I mean, you know, back-to-back tackles, and they go Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Uh, I think when you look at this Jets team, and, you know, I think it's a complete team now with Aaron at QB, and I think the one hole is that offensive line. Yeah, and they have great I think, defense. Yeah. And like I said before, I feel like, these early teens, I think you look at these teams in Tennessee, Texans, Packers, Patriots, Jets. I think the Steelers at 17 can maybe trade up. I think that's like, you know, after the Bears take the first tackle, I think that's tackle territory. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a run on Didn't tackles. Run. So, you know, and Jets are definitely one of those teams where, hey, they were in the run for tackles. They have the need, good value. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, even if they were at 13, they would still be taking a tackle. So tackle for the Jets at uh, 15. Yeah. And then at number 16, uh, Ned Stimson's going to love this pick. We got Michael Mayer, the tight end out of uh, Notre Dame. This guy, John Compton to Jason Witten. Uh, he's got, he's great all around. This guy can block. This guy can catch. He can go after the, after the catch too. He can run a lot. So, you know, this guy, I think the key to him is his effort. You see every single game, this guy's giving it his all. He's like, He's just a football kind of guy, um, and and that that says it for itself. Um, it's a great pick for Commanders. Uh, they need that. They don't really have a great tight end right now. They have good receivers. They're just missing that for Sam Howell. Yeah, I like Michael Mayer a lot too, and I've seen him drafted to the Packers a lot. The thing about Michael Mayer though, 
I think he's more like definitely complete and well-rounded compared to Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. But I think Dalton Kincaid's upside is just way yeah, more higher. Like yeah. Dalton Kincaid can be an all-pro in this league. Michael Mayer, yeah, maybe a pro bowler. Like you know what I mean? He's just like he's gonna be a great yeah. player, but like he's like not gonna be like that a, pass catcher like a, threat. You know what I mean? It's almost like George Kittle compared to Travis Kelsey. George Kittle's definitely gonna be better, like blocker stuff. Like, but I mean, yeah, but that's but not, sort of comparison. That, yeah, but Mayer isn't that much of a receiving threat like Kittle is. But you know what I mean? Like he's he don't get nah he. I don't know how to put it. It's tough to compare him to Kittle. But you know what I mean. No, he, I, Michael Mayer's the only reason I say is like he's stock, like he's got that like stocky build, and Kittle's always put in effort every single play. He's yeah. got, like he's got that love of football in him, whereas yeah. like Kittle still loves the game and everything like that. But he's not going to be an insane blocker. Like he's not going to go do that for you. He's but he can do everything else in the receiving game. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, um, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think these both. Both of these tight ends definitely go in the first round. But yeah, I'm Michael Mayer is definitely the more NFL ready, and I think Dalton's definitely has the higher upside. Higher, yeah, higher upside. So at 17, the Steelers, I think when you look at the Steelers, they have, they have two big needs, cornerback and tackle, right? Cornerback and offensive line. Um, they could do a lot of things here. I think they could trade up for a tackle for one of the top ones. Yeah, get ahead of a couple of those teams. You know, but... um. But I see, like, where they are right now. Could they go Broderick Jones? Yes. But we got him going Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. The corner, um, PA, got to keep it in PA. Um, fills the need. Good young player. And, yeah. Yeah, simple as that. I, I think they're a great homer team. They like their picks from Pennsylvania. Kenny Pickett yeah. is a great, great uh, representation of that, so. Yeah. At 18, this is a great pick. Uh, the Lions, we had them going on defense earlier, like shoring up their uh, secondary a little bit. Now they're going to shore up that defensive line. We got Kalijah Canty out of Pittsburgh going to the, defense, uh, to the Detroit Lions. This guy, you know, you see him on film. He's a little bit worries. His arms are a little short. He's a little bit undersized for interior D lineman. But this guy is so fast off the line. He's so he has such great moves off the line and pass rush. He might not be the best rushing on like run threat, um, but he's he's gonna rush the passer with great great capability. So I think it's a great pick. Yeah, definitely. Um, seems like a Detroit line, you know. Um, at number nineteen, we got the Bucks are in an interesting spot, right? I mean, you don't really know what kind of year this is gonna be. Could they take a QB like Hooker or Richardson? Yeah, Maybe. Richardson's still on the board. So I don't think thinking he could go there, but I don't think so because you know I don't know. See what you have in Baker and Tash. Here's, I don't know. Here's my thing: they could tank for Caleb Williams. Like they're that kind of team right now yeah, that like they could. They have the receivers and everything there, but Baker yeah, is quarterback just not that great one. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but. I think you the Bucks. You don't really know where you are right now as a team. You know, um, you're sitting at 19. I think you got to take the best player, you know, available, and um, and you can't go wrong with these guys with pass rushers. So I think you got to go Lucas Van Ness. Um, this is a guy that can play inside, outside, can um, do things on special teams. This year had two block punts, um, total freak, high ceiling. 
I don't know how NFL ready he is. You know, just because, like Grayson said, when we discussed edge rushers, like he didn't even start a lot of games, you know. Yeah. But he had the production. You yeah, know, he, he let his team in sacks, but even though no they're starts. not really like, you know, I don't want to. Com- I mean, he kind of reminds me of like Rashawn Gary, like how he was looks looked at in the NFL. You know, like I don't know when but he, he still was looked out. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like just like how like he's very just. You know, he he's not really NFL ready. Might have to coach him up a little, but extremely athletic, versatile. You know what I mean? You can play around with him. So we got Lucas Van Ness going to the Bucks at 19. Yeah, and then at number 20, this is one of the most intriguing picks in all of the all of the draft uh, tomorrow night or tonight. Um, we got Anthony Richardson going number 20 at Florida, from Florida to the Seattle Seahawks to sit behind Geno Smith under Pete Carroll's in Pete Carroll's offense. That's, I think it's truly going to be a great, great scheme, great fit. Um, Geno Smith has a couple more years to him, but this guy, Anthony Richardson, is young enough. He left like a year early to come to the draft. He's young enough where he's able to sit behind the guy like Geno Smith, learn from him, and then come in league ready and dominate the league with his uh, his, his just physical traits in general. The guy's like, he's ridiculous in size. I think he's like 6'3". He's huge. He looks jacked. He, run, he ran like a 4'4", four, 4'5". Four, four, Guy's going to be insane in the NFL if he's coached right. That's the key. So, yeah, I think I think this is the best landing spot for Anthony Richardson, right? Yeah. As you know, looking at a coach's standpoint, an organization, you got to be in a good organization, as we've seen with the Jets and Giants, right? If it's going to be a mess, it's just going to be shaky. Um, but good structure, organization, coach, and P. Carroll. Um, a, a really, you know, a good vet to learn behind and not be pushed in the play. Like, he can sit behind Gino for two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, that would be awesome for his development, and that's what he needs. So that's a great pick. At 21, we got the Chargers going Zay Flowers, receiver from Boston College. Um. Yeah, I mean, I could see him going tight end if one of the tight ends fall yeah. to him. Chargers are him, wild but, um, too. Yeah, but I see him getting a receiver threat because you, Keaton Allen's getting up in age. Mike Williams is injured every game. Um, get Zay Flowers, who honestly, not at first, but as we got closer to the draft, kind of became like my second favorite receiver in this draft beyond JSN. He's so twitchy and just he 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 he's like Antonio Brown to me. Like that's yeah. my like comparison. Like, yeah, um, I love him. If the Packers traded back and got him, I would love that too. But got him going to the Chargers, uh, good fit. Get Herbert, another weapon. You can never go wrong doing that. Yeah, and then at 22, another receiver. Uh, this guy, I think, in going into the draft, he was receiver one, or going straight out of the season, he was receiver one. And he kind of, teams started to recognize this guy was more of a, I want to say, just Product, like just speculation kind of guy, but that's what he is. This guy, Quentin Johnston, going to the Ravens at 22, um, he's a freak. He's a freak of nature athletically, um, but his production at TCU wasn't great for what he is. So I'm interested to see him paired across from OBJ. OBJ can mentor him. And now Lamar is most likely going to stay in the Ravens, let's just be honest. I think he's going to stay. You get both these guys and Rashad Bateman back next year. It's going to be a dangerous weapons for uh, Lamar, and that's all he needs. Yeah, yeah. Number 23, we got the hated Minnesota Vikings. Um, 
I think the Vikings, I think they could go receiver. I think they look at the board. I think they take, you know, the best player available. And um, I think that's Miles Murphy from Clemson, Edge. You can never go wrong with these pass rushers. I think they go Miles Murphy. They lost to Darius Smith. Um, yeah, just a good fit for me. Yeah, of course. And then uh, at 24, um, another team, the Jaguars, kind of a wild card pick. I see them just going um, best best fit, uh, you know, just best player available. Uh, it's just building on a strength of their team. Not a strength, but they could get better at this position, safety. Um, Brian Branch from Alabama. You know, this guy could be a great nickel safety. That's what John's uh, picking him as because I don't nickel. see him being a great deep safety. It's not what he was in college. Um, but as a nickel, this guy can be solid in the league, and I think he's going to make a lot of impact plays for the Jaguars. Yeah. At number 25, the New York Giants select Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. Um, I think the Giants, I think it, like I think they're going to receiver. We'll see who's going to fall to him. Right here we have Jordan Addison. Um, and, yeah, uh, I think they're just looking for that go-to guy. You know, I know they got Darren Waller, but, you know, he's going to, you know, he's he's still up there in age. I think you get Jordan Addison. Yeah. And, I mean, Jordan Addison is just like, we discussed it earlier. I think it was Ned who said he comped him to Antonio Brown, I believe. And this guy is so good off the line. I think I comped him to uh, Chris Olave once he has the ball. He kind of just glides along the field. Like, he doesn't look insanely fast, but he's fast when he has the ball in his hands. Um so I'm interested to see how he does for the uh, Giants. Great pick. At uh, 26, we got Jameer Gibbs for the or for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we earlier in the draft process, um, a guy like Bijan Robinson was getting mocked to them, but at this point, I don't see him falling that far. And with a guy like Tony Pollard coming off of a broken leg, uh, Jameer Gibbs is too good to pass up on. I, I really they could definitely is. trade up though. You know, yeah, what I mean? they, like, they could trade up. If Robinson yeah. falls, if Philly ends up taking a pass rusher or a tackle, mm-hmm. um, I could definitely see Dallas trading up because you yeah. know Jerry Jones loves his running backs, and if that's his number one guy, he might go get his number one guy. Yeah, that's how Jerry Jones is. He gets, he tries to get what he wants. So, uh, at twenty-seven uh, for the Bills, this is an interesting pick. Um, they could go corner, they could go linebacker. Um, they lost Tremaine Edmonds, uh, or. T- Terrell Edmonds, um, but they also lost. Or they didn't lose anything, but they need a solid D line. That's what they need. Um, so Brian Brissy out of uh, Clemson. This guy, you see him on def- on defense in his film. He's not. He doesn't have the most production, but this guy's ferocious. Like this guy goes in, and he's going to give it all, his all every single play. He has all the effort in the world. Um, coach him up a little bit more for his production, and he's going to make a lot of great plays for the Bills. Yeah, and I think he's a versatile guy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, number twenty eight. Yeah. At number 28, we got Osias Torrance. Torrance. I think I'm saying that right. Um, guard from Florida. Um, I think the Bengals have struggled, struggled, you know, with offensive line for the past couple of years. Um, at number 28, the best interior offensive lineman falls to them, and it's an easy selection. Yeah. And, and I mean, the two tight ends, like a lot of tight end was another pick that we could have seen them taking, but two tight, two best tight ends off the board. Uh, Darnell Washington isn't a great first-round pick, so we just don't see him going there. Yeah, I um, think tight ends, there's definitely a separation in the class, right? It's, there's yeah. two first-rounders, and I think 
I think Cincinnati gets a tight end, but it's definitely in the second or third round. It's yeah. definitely a separate separation in tiers, you know, from first and second. Yeah, and then uh, the pick you all have been waiting for, the New Orleans Saints get up, skip, all skip. Saints fans. Um, this is going to be a great pick for us. We need a D lineman. We need someone to plug the holes on the run. We gave up like the most yardage before contact on run game in the run game last year. A team like the Panthers, a team like the Falcons, is just going to get that much better in the run game next year. We need this guy, Mozzie Smith, out of Michigan. A big boy. He's going to be able to plug the holes. He's huge. He's not the best in the pass game, but he still gives you that option. Um, I think it's a great pick with the other guys, kind of all the edges getting taken. John, what, what do you want? What do you want? I got a question. What's up? Who do you really want, though? Who do I really want? I, You know... I want the guy Kalijah Canty out of Pittsburgh. And you know what? Mickey Loomis came in his presser today for the draft and said, he was asked about how many picks we have. He said, we've got eight as of now. As of now. And this guy, Mickey Loomis, loves to trade. And uh, I proposed this trade with John, 29 and 40 for 13. Hello. Um, you know, I think, I think it's time. just a great trade for the Saints. I don't know if it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen, don't get me wrong. Maybe a first. I think we get a first. And then if next year's first, we give that to the Packers as a shot, maybe a late pick. But the Saints want to trade up. We want to. I, I think it could be the Patriots, not the Patriots, maybe the Patriots, maybe the Lions. A team in that teens range right before Kalijah Kansi, they want him, and I think they're going to go after him. So I'm interested to see if Nicky Loomis makes a trade middle of the draft. Uh, Saints fans be on the lookout for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far they're going to have to trade up. That trade you sent me in the middle of the day he texted me from work hey what do you think about um 29 and 40 for pick 13 gives i was you like value. you're out of mind gives you value no it's you know? not to move you're, up that far in the first round you're gonna prime, have to give me it's you're gonna have to range give me, for tight ends though you're gonna have prime to give me range. a second or third this year on like a first round next year on like a fifth round next year like yeah, there's that's that. terrible value i could see us doing no. that like, a, like i don't a think you're gonna have second. to trade up that I don't think you're gonna have to trade up that much to get him. Yeah, no, I think it could be to the late teens though. I think it'll be oh. like 17. I just was, I was just saying because I did have that trade I talked to you about earlier, so I wanted to get that out there. At number 30, <laughs> Eagles are back on the clock. Um, I think you look at the board and they're like, "Hey, look at this guy, Broderick Jones, tackle from Georgia. Um, they got to replace Lane Jack, Lane Johnson." Soon, um, why not get one of the best tackles on the board? Um, one of the best tackles in the draft that falls to you at 30. Um, I think it's an easy selection for Philly. Yeah, and then uh, we also talked about possibly Darnell Washington, six linemen for them at tight end, but that's not a first-round pick for him, so we're not going to make that pick. At 31 for the Chiefs, we got Felix Anudike Uzama um, out of Kansas State. This guy is going to be a dog for them. They need a they need D linemen. They can always use enough. There's there's never enough D linemen. Um, so we see him possibly going there. It's a tough pick. All the receivers that we saw could possibly fall on them, like Zay Flowers, if he falls there, he'll 100% take him. But he went earlier, so this is kind of a tougher pick. All right, guys, last segment of the day before we, uh, before we end this episode. Uh, we're just going to give you a couple guys that we see that fit great for the teams that we, uh, we represent, so Saints, Packers. Uh, for the Saints, two guys to watch out watch out for the second round and third round. Uh, second round, Darnell Washington out of uh, Georgia. 
if he falls to us at 40, this guy, we're, we're 100% taking him. Great physicality is what the Saints want. Great red zone threat. And uh, you can't see him, but I have a Jimmy Graham over here. Jimmy Graham part two. Um, watch out. Jimmy NFC Graham South. part two. Oh, yeah. You don't know football if you're saying that. No, he could be. Red zone. I'm talking, talking the red zone. You can't, talking you can't about guard a blocker Jimmy Graham in the red zone. And a not blocker. Like, no, no. Okay. Not in the blocking. I'm talking red zone scheme. Right. You put this guy out there in the fade. No, he wasn't even him. that much of a factor nope. in college. He's getting coached. He's getting coached. Yeah, getting coached. Right. Dennis Allen is going to put the fear into him. If he doesn't catch a fade, then he's he's off the team. He's gonna he's gonna work his ass off for him. Anyways, anyways, bid. third Dennis round, Allen. third round. Okay, Dennis Allen, he's trying. All right, he's trying his hardest out here. Third round, we're gonna take Ty J Spears. That's pick seventy one at Tulane. Um, with Alvin Kamara facing a suspension, you know this guy like you can do it all. Jack Wall trades running back. Sort of reminds me of like a. In Saints fans' terms, I guess Pierre Thomas, I'd compare him to. He could do everything. So, comparing to him, um, great pick. John, what do you think for the Packers? Yeah, well, as you know, the Packers now have two second-round picks and a third-round pick. It's tough. Like, you know, it depends what we do in the first round. If we take a tight end in the first round, I think this guy's going to be off the board. Um, Darnell Washington, I think he's a clear-cut Packer. They just had Mercedes Lewis for three years. They loved him so much. It's like the same exact player, but 15 years younger. Hmm. Um, you know, what Matt LaFleur loves to do with his tight ends, I think Darnell Washington is a perfect fit. If he's there, they're going to take him. If they don't take a tight end in the first round and they feel like they got to trade up, they're going to trade up and take him. But he is definitely, definitely an option in the second round. Another guy I like is Will McDonald, um, the edge. I think he's a second rounder. I think he could be a late first. I think he falls to the second round. If Green Bay doesn't take an edge, I would love that as an option too. And then just two safeties I really like. Well, you know what? Mm, yeah, two safeties I really like. Um, Jermaine Robinson. Jermaine Robinson Jamie, from FSU. Jamie Robinson, yeah. Oh, Jamie. I, we're probably not going to get him now, but... Jamie Robinson from FSU. <laughs> I love him. We need a safety. I don't see us getting Brian Branch. Um, I don't see us getting one in the second round. I mean, we could, but you know, I, I just don't see us taking a safety that high because it's not yeah. really a strong safety class. But I think in that third round, you could find something like Jamie Robinson, I love, and another guy from Alabama, Jordan Battle. Jordan Battle could be a steal. I think he's a very good player. So um, those are my four guys um, that if Green Bay gets day two, I will be a very happy man. So that's about it, right? That's what we're yeah. going to wrap it up right now. Yeah, I mean, we hope you guys have an awesome night, awesome weekend. Enjoy the draft. We hope that your team gets you know the player you want, even though it never happens. But, hey, they know more than us, right? Um, enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's like Christmas for his NFL fans. And, um, you got any closing thoughts, Jenks? Yeah. Just tune into our live stream. Jenks and Hammer live stream during the draft. We'll be watching the, watching the draft live, giving your reactions. We're going to try to have yeah. fans on from each team to react um, to the picks. I don't know how good the quality is going to be. Like, I don't know. We'll try We're going to try it out guys. Just tune in. Yeah, uh, if we'll you don't like it, it, 
tune out. I don't care, but we're going to try it out for you guys. Trying something new. Everyone remember to like and subscribe the video. Uh, and if you're listening on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, remember to leave a review. That's not how you close it out. I'll close it out right now. That's how you close it out. All right, guys. Out. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> TikTok, at Pod. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast and YouTube at Jenks and the Hammer Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And it's draft day. Enjoy. Enjoy, guys. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to the Jenks and the Hammer Podcast. Remember to leave a review and follow all of our social media pages at Jenks Hammer Pod for more content. Until next time, who that? And go, Pat, go. Sports Social Podcast Network.